2: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Katie Snevice. Hello, Katie. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Oh, good. I have a very odd view out my window of my recording studio. Uh, I feel like a- that's not uncommon for you. <laughs> it's, a, it's in the basement, but because it is, we wanted it to count as a bedroom because it is our guest bedroom. Sure. So we, we have a window well slash um, egress. So anyway, so typically I sit here and stare out and we have a nice fountain in our little garden out there. And but usually the window well itself is just oh, so many spider webs, so many leaves, all this stuff. And then yesterday I heard a leaf blower outside on the side of the house near this window well. And I was at my desk and I thought, oh, I hope Jack's like vacuuming out because it actually was a vacuum, not a uh, leaf blower. I'm like, I hope he's vacuuming out the window well. I thought, well, why the heck would he be doing that? Like there's more important (laughs) things to be doing. Oh, no, I came down here this morning and there it is free of cobwebs, leaves, old pieces of paper. And so now, so when I came in, he goes, oh, you can make it look even better by crawling down in there and washing the outside of the window. And I refrained from replying as I really wanted to, which was kiss my hiney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and why didn't you do
3: that? Yes. So now he is out there doing that. So, wow. <laughs> see, sometimes the subtle hints really do work with your partner.
2: Yes. And keeping one's mouth shut and just yes. saying a churlish comment. So, yes. So <laughs> That's I exciting. Yes. He must really love me. It's
3: hard. It's just so hard to keep your mouth shut when you're like, "Thank you for doing it, but you could have done it so much better had you done X, <laughs> Y, or Z." But it's it, that that never that never makes anyone happy. Obviously, it never and, works in your favor.
2: And why has the task that he's decided to tackle suddenly? Why am I co opted into it?
3: Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Oh, see, that could be a whole podcast. It's just the little things that. The people in your house drive you nuts about, and how to really—I don't know—how to deal with it, right? In in a nice way. I should take a class on it. The, the answer is go for a run. Seriously, that is always my answer. Oh, and now oh, we're done.
2: The podcast oh my, can be over yes, with that information. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Katie, I—I I realize you are not as obsessed about found change as I am, but I do have a found change that I need to lead um, this with. Yes, which, which is so. I have been walking instead of running because I want to still be kind to my bulging disc. So in my neighborhood, it's a place that typically seems to use credit cards instead of cash because I very rarely find change in my kind of more immediate vicinity. Uh Uh-huh. So I've been longing, literally longing, for some of the neighborhoods that are about maybe two miles from our house, maybe a mile and a half from our neighborhood, where which is the, what uh, Molly and I call the Mo Money routes.
3: And so,
2: no so I'm money. like, I am going to drive so that I can walk in along a Mo Money Route. <laughs> so, so drove oh just a little over a mile and parked the car, got out, started walking. Uh, found a penny and then a dime, and then I'm headed back, eventually back toward the car. I'm like, oh, I I figured out my halfway point wrong. I still have to go add in some extra if I want to go for an hour, so I just kind of tacked on, I don't know, four blocks and found another penny, another dime. So I was so happy, and then I stopped by Whole Foods on my way home. What's waiting for me in the parking lot? But a penny and a dime! Wow,
3: jackpot today! <laughs> I, know. I know.
2: So, so anyway, so I, I feel that you know an astrologer maybe could figure out what a penny and a dime together mean.
3: Right, yes. something uh, surely. Yes.
2: yes. Oh, my window washer just waved and he's done now. So you're gonna
3: <laughs> you're so gonna lovely. have a great day today. It's really what you should. <laughs> Yes. Decipher yeah. from all of that. I mean, that's a lot of good luck.
2: It is. It is. It is. So anyway, so your kids started back in school last Friday with a half day, right?
3: Yes, which makes no sense whatsoever, None. but it is It is what it is. So, you know, you get all excited to drop them off and then you go home and try to get some things done. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. I got to go back and pick them up again. <laughs> but I guess I do understand the point from the teacher's perspective. Like they bring in all their school supplies and get it organized and you know, like Maeve is in middle school now, and it's a whole mm. it's a totally different schedule. It was kind of a dry run to get to all their classes and what they oh, yeah. take. And mm-hmm. um, but it is kind of funny because I have a seventh grader and a sixth grader, and so Ella last year when she started middle school, and they're all at the same school, but middle school is in a different wing. So in it, okay. they have six teachers versus one to two. So it is mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is definitely a change, mm-hmm. but it's not like going into a traditional middle school where there's you know a thousand kids and trying to find all these new people. So it's a change, but not a huge change. But anyways, it was just, it's just kind of funny, the difference between the two of them. So Ella cruised into middle school last year. I mean, she seemed to kind of get the hang of her schedule and just really didn't talk about it all too much. So I just assumed (laughs) she was fine, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas Maeve over the weekend was, and God bless her, she's my little organizer. She found all these note cards somewhere buried deep in our closet and was making a note card for each one of our classes like what she needs to bring to the class oh where she sits in the class because Stop. seating arrangement in every class yes yeah <laughs> um it was it was so cute and you know first of all I was like oh gosh OCD you know a little bit but <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of the same way too but also I'm proud of her for managing her anxiety mm-hmm. about it a yeah. little bit right like she yes. kind of she, she figured out a tactic on how to control it. And I certainly didn't teach that to her. So, so it's just funny to watch the three of, and who knows what Amy's going to be like, she's probably going to cruise in at the last second on the first day and not be bothered by any of it at all. I mean, they're just all so different. Their personalities are, which I'm sure you see with your kiddos too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love the proactive nature of Maeve. So wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, John and Daphne, my twins, they start senior year of high school on next Tuesday. Wow. And they start with a half day, but they start with uh, at least it's so they go to different high schools and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, at John's high school, the um, well, both schools, freshmen, only freshmen and seniors start on the same day and then everybody else starts the following day. But okay. at John, John's school, the freshmen go in the morning and mm-hmm. then there's a barbecue out on the field mm-hmm. and the seniors are supposed to show up for the barbecue, too. And of course, I'm like, hmm, are they going to have vegetarian options? Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, barbecue is not. Yeah, it doesn't like going to turn a lot of people off. Yeah,
2: yeah. So anyway, so then the seniors are there for the afternoon, and then they start up on the next day, and then Daphne, I think, just has Tuesday morning and no barbecue.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. So is the idea to get the seniors to come welcome the freshmen and? you know kind of be their buddies a little bit or is there really not any i mean the overlap is only like the barbecue right I,
2: I, yeah i don't think there's any mastermind to it because they we've seen several schedules and it's all very punch listed out hmm. and there's nothing the barbecue just is barbecue on the field so huh. i i don't know so i think i think the seniors starting and congregating together is to build community right from the get-go and give some outlines to the different expectations for seniors. Sure.
3: So, I don't know. Do um, they do you find that they have the same sense like I remember starting senior year of high school, I was like, "Oh, wow, we are now the kings and queens mm-hmm. of the hill mm-hmm. at this high school and and it was a big deal. Like we I just remember senior year being incredible. Is that kind of the same sentiment these I days? Have- I haven't years later. I haven't,
2: <laughs> I, haven't <laughs> ca- I haven't caught a whiff of that yet. Yeah. Um I do know that Daphne's school is just bursting at the seams. It ha- okay. it's going to have 2200 kids this fall. Whereas John's school maybe has 600. Okay. So this I don't know whether that would make Daphne feel like uh you know queen of the manor with a much bigger manor or whether that's you know that there's so many people it doesn't matter and and you know there's a couple you know Kings of the Hill and uh, it doesn't matter what year you're in. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen that yet, but I am, I am very pleased that they have started with their common apps for, college already mm. and their essays and they did that all on their own so talk about initiative going back to mave mm-hmm. so that really pleased good job mama yeah you yeah, taught that, them that That really pleased me. but but that um i was telling you earlier katie that i came back from pickleball and swimming on saturday wearing my changing poncho and nothing else and well flip flops but so looking kind of bedraggled and um I like to think of myself as a prettier Jesus, just like Lord says, um, (laughs) that's L-O-R-D-E. And uh, so he, I walk in the back door ready to just, you know, shove some food in my face. And he's like, mom, can you help me with this essay and this question and these extracurriculars? And I'm like, all right, got to seize the day. A shower can wait, uh, changing my clothes. My, my oatmeal can, can wait, everything.
3: Right, right. You really have to, when they're willing and they're, Mm -hmm. they're wanting to do it, you really have to jump Mm -hmm. right in. In, right. right? Yep. Yes,
2: yes. I have set down the law, though. They have a tendency to ask me things at 945 or 10 at night when I'm mm-hmm. not firing on any cylinders, let alone. Right just my best ones. So they know not to um, ask questions at night.
3: That's a good rule. I'm going to start instilling (laughs) that. I mean, but it's gonna be past like 730. Um, That's my threshold. I'm like, I'm done for the day by now. We can talk about this in the morning.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's introduce today's topic, which it bubbled up from that Google form that I mentioned ad nauseum on last (laughs) week's podcast. Um, So many of the 185 educators mentioned their informal, running groups or cluster of pals who run together at O Dark 30, that I realized there was something there. So thus in this episode, we're talking about the power of a running posse with three more teacher runners because they're the gift that keeps giving. I just am so delighted with the women who filled out that form. So thank you to all of you. We will talk with our first teacher member of a running posse when we come back from this break. Stay with us. Our first guest is Krista Allen. She's hailing from Collingwood, Ontario, Canada. Krista is a mom of three young kiddos, and she teaches physical education and religion, I presume in separate classes, um, <laughs> to high school students. Krista runs with a group of gals in her town, and they help her train for ultra marathons. Thanks for joining us, Krista.
1: Thank you for having me.
3: Krista, tell us a little bit about your running background. How how long have you been running?
1: And when? You, kind of what's the story of starting? Oh, gosh. I started running in elementary school. Um, I'm not super coordinated, so (laughs) I gravitated towards running because you don't need too much coordination for that. So I did cross country through elementary school, high school, did track, um, and then met up with a group in Aurelia, which is where I grew up, which is about an hour from where I live now. And uh, they were doing marathons and I got interested and they were talking about the Boston marathon and they talked about it all the time. So it was something really (laughs) special to them. And so it became special to me. So it became kind of my goal to qualify for Boston. So I ran with them quite a bit, increased my mileage and uh, qualified for Boston in 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just a little pup then and uh, went and had a great time. And then ran off and on through university. And when I started teaching, ran off and on, you know how you get busy and you let things go. Sometimes running took a back burner, Mm -hmm. but recently, I guess moving to Collingwood and after having my first child, Mm -hmm. I met up with a group of girls here and I knew some of them we'd grown up together in the same town and uh, just started running together. And then it was my friend, Caitlin, who wanted to run um, nationals cross-country. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so different from ultras. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of gone up and down in distance throughout the years. Sometimes it's my own goal, and then sometimes it's others' goals. Yeah, so we did that. Then COVID. So <laughs> with COVID, we just sort of started running and a lot. Mm-hmm. And then mileage increased, and mm-hmm. then I just... Started setting goals to run farther and farther, so here I am running ultras. So I'm running my first hundred miler on September 10th. Wow! Wow! wow. That is right mm. around the corner. My goodness! Seventeen days, yeah. <laughs> but, wow. who's yeah. but who's counting?
2: But who's <laughs> counting? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Where is that at? It's in Halliburton, so it's okay. about two and a half hours northeast of here. It's like cottage country, Ontario.
2: Mm. And is cool. it called is it called a hundred miler? Or are you being kind to us? of your southern neighbors for using mileage. So the no, kilometers. it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some things never, never converted to kilometers and 100 milers is one of them. So yeah, it's definitely called 100 miler. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: Mm, mm. All right. So the name of your informal running group made me literally laugh out loud when I was <laughs> reading through the Google Forms. So share the name with folks and tell us how the group coalesced.
1: So our uh, group name is the Early AF. Run Club. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) You can translate the acronym as you will. Um, (laughs) And it evolved from uh, a bunch of us having to get up really early to run and train. So we now have t shirts and Mm. we have a chat group, (laughs) and (laughs) people just keep joining. Um, It's kind of neat too, because everyone in the group has a different idea of early. Mm -hmm. So 4.30 might be way too early for some and six is super early for others. So Mm -hmm. we have uh, different shifts too. So it will be like shift Mm. one, shift two, shift three, uh, depending on when people have to get back for their kids or go to work or those sorts of things or how far they're running or how hot it's going to be that day. Wow. Yeah. So it's just sort of evolved from necessity really, but it's (laughs) turned into something we treasure a lot. So. Mm -hmm.
3: It's yeah. so organized. I'm impressed. Do you guys have like, are you the leader that kind of divvies up the shifts or is there a group of, of you guys that, you know, say, Hey, we're going to meet tomorrow at four 6 30 and eight. Is it always the same place? Like I, I want to know the details of how you made that happen. Cause that's impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's not super organized. It's more just, we have a big Facebook messenger group and okay. uh, people just put out there like, Hey, I'm going to run, you know, 10 K at, four 30 tomorrow morning. I'm going to meet here. Uh, most people live in Collingwood proper. So in the okay. town and it's not that large of a town, so it's pretty easy to meet up. Yeah. It's not, there's no spreadsheets or anything. It's just pretty, <laughs> it's, it's quite informal. The t-shirts came from, uh, one very organized friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's usually just what people need to get done when they need to do it. And mm. that's sort of its wow. purpose. Yeah.
2: Wow. 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 I'm amazed that something that is that kind of informal can just have such a breadth of offerings and continue to go on. I would see like, I would be worried that it would like just kind of peter out and be like, right?
1: "Mm -hmm." we're really lucky here. I feel very lucky because we have a group of women who are so dedicated and also so awesome, like so supportive of each other and uh, whoever's got a goal going on everyone's on board to help out. Like for example, I set a goal last fall. I wanted to run hundred kilometers mm-hmm. and uh, not in a race, just like I'm going to this day, it was someday in October. I can't remember, but this day I'm going to run hundred kilometers. I'd been working up to it. So I just put it out there like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do this day. If anyone wants to join me for summer for all, um, I did it on the Bruce trail, which is a, um, it's a nine hundred kilometer trail that runs wow. from um, Niagara Falls mm-hmm. up to Tobermory, Ontario, is along the Niagara Escarpment. It's really beautiful. Oh my bad! So it runs right through Collingwood, basically. So I started at one point on there at three thirty in the morning. Hmm. Because I wanted to be done by dinner. And uh, (laughs) I had company right from 3 30 in the morning until I finished around, I don't know, 5 30 in the afternoon. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Just people joining for some or for all. I had a couple of friends joined for 50 or 60 kilometers. I had (sighs) friends join for 10. I had friends bring me cookies. Like, so just (laughs) just some random goal, not even a race or anything, just some goal I set for myself ended up bringing you know, all my friends out to help me. So it's, it's neat like that.
3: Wow. That's so
1: cool. On a more organized level. Um, my mm-hmm. good friend, Caitlin, she's running the New York city marathon mm-hmm. in November. So again, she'll put out like, Hey, I have to do intervals. Does anyone want to join me for intervals? Or I have to do a long run or mm-hmm. um, I have an easy run. So, and people mm-hmm. will join. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually really hard to run alone. Well, I love that. I agree with that. I just mean, if, if you're going out for a run and people ask you if you're going for a run and you say mm-hmm. yes, then they join you. <laughs> okay. Like it's, it's, yeah. Like, I don't mean it's personally difficult. I mean, it's like hard to like not have
3: someone join you. <laughs> that would be my question. Like, does someone always show up? Because what a bummer it would be if someone's like, oh, I got to run five miles tomorrow. And they are really looking for a companion and no one shows up. But that's so great that you have a community where people show up and support yeah. each other.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. 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 Okay,
2: Krista. So you strike me as a person who's humble. So I'll talk you up for you. You're speedy. For instance, earlier this month, you were the first place woman in a local trail marathon. So kudos on that one. Wow. Yeah. So you've alluded that people will say, Oh, I need to do intervals or tempo or whatever. So people in your running group, they help you hone your speed. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think we, we all know each other pretty well, too. So I think we know sort of if someone's doing a tempo run, then you may or may not join knowing what you know about that person. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, which, but that's like, that's amazing too, right? Like it's, everybody sort of knows what pace they can run or want to run. (laughs) There's different paces and everybody just, you know, if you have to do a certain pace, then no one's going to be like, well, you're not running with me or, you know, Mm -hmm.
2: because that would be, that would be a bummer if say I showed up, And you and I were the only two there because I could not run at your pace. So then would, I mean, would you double back and say hi to me occasionally? Or would we just kind of agree that, okay, this is, this marriage isn't going to work. You know, we need to go not run (laughs) together.
1: (laughs) That's something that does happen too. Like I remember my friend Nicole, she was training for a marathon and I wasn't really training for anything speedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just went out to join her. She had to do one Ks, mm-hmm. and uh, I did the warm up with her, and then she would do her one K, and then on her rest interval she'd come back to meet Aww. me. Yeah, so we and then we just chat for that minute or two, and then she'd go off and do her one K again. So. Mm-hmm. Like, that type of thing happens a lot, too, where, you know, you'll just meet up for the warm-up and cool-down and some rest, because, again, not everybody's training for the same thing all the time. Right. Are most of these runs on road? Are they on trail? We try to get out on the trail as much as possible, Mm -hmm. especially if we're training for trail things. Like, my race coming up is a trail race, Mm -hmm. so I've been avoiding the roads for my long runs especially, but... I'd say the trails maybe a 10 or 15 minute drive from our house so if we're doing a 4:30 run before work we're not going to yeah. waste time driving to the trail mm-hmm. we'll just do it on the mm-hmm.
2: road. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is not single track then. This is I mean are these fire
2: roads cuz I just envision you know are you having to run single file you are running three abreast what's the setup?
1: No it's it's a lot of single oh, track. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of fun too, because then you end up running in a different order and chatting with different people. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, a lot of the roostrails single chat. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. And do you encounter any animals when you're running at 3.30 or 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> or do you worry about that? Because that, I I run in, early in the morning, but it's pretty, I live in the city. So I don't have to worry about it as much. But running at that time in the middle of the night, I consider it the middle of the night, not early in the morning. That would, <laughs> that would freak me out a little bit. So I'm just curious about how safe it is when it comes to an animal standpoint. Mm
1: -hmm. around town is fine and then if I was going out I wouldn't spend too much time in the dark on the trail by myself Mm -hmm. but that's just my own personal comfort level too I mean yeah no there's not really encounters with wildlife around there's been bear sightings Mm -hmm. but I mean when a group of us girls go out the bears aren't coming anywhere near us (laughs) because we're just talking all the time right yeah they I have a little saying (laughs) that they make fun of me for, I give them the the 100% zero bear guarantee because we'll just be talking the whole time.
2: <laughs> I, I remember back in the founding days of Another Mother Runner, I was talking to a male colleague that I knew from the magazine industry. He was like, oh, you can always tell when there's women coming on a trail because you can hear them from about a mile away.
1: <laughs> it's so true. And we'll talk about anything too, yes. which is so... Lovely, right? I mean, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you come, that's a funny thing too. Sometimes you'll be like talking about who knows what, you know, think of what a bunch of women can talk about when they're together Mm -hmm. and you come across a man or a group of males on the trail and you're like, oh man, how long were you able to hear (laughs) our conversation?
3: Yes. (laughs) I think about that all the time. I'm like, please, dear God, please don't let him have heard what we were just talking about. That (laughs) is embarrassing.
2: Right. And running in a city, I sometimes think that because in the summer, people have their windows open. Right. But depending on how long it takes you to get past a house, they may hear a good chunk of your conversation, you know? That's true. (laughs) Oh, Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um I know you're you're obviously training for a huge ultra. Do you guys I it sounds like, you know, when you were doing your DIY ultra, the 100K, people definitely came out and helped support you along that race. Do they do the same thing when you're training for it too or do you like if you are going out for a 50K training run in the next couple of days, I mean, do they it sounds like they just come out and sign up to do part of it with you or it, have you found a lot of support
1: from your running group doing the really long distances? Oh, totally. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They're easily Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, actually I have other friends who are training for, or who have done ultras this summer too. Like a really good friend of mine, Shannon, she did a 50K mm. earlier in the summer. And we actually had four of us run, um, there's a 70, it's about 78 kilometers, uh, a trail up in Cullerny Provincial Park, which is about four hours north of here. Mm. And uh, four of us ran it together. So wow. at the beginning of the month, and that was really special. So mm. there's lots of Lots of people who can do the distance around here. So mm. I have done some training runs alone, but for the majority of the time, I have, tend to have plenty of company. Mm, that's good. Mm.
3: And do you guys hang out outside of running? I and mean, Mary had this turned into like a pretty big friend group where you- grab dinner or drinks or
1: book club. Totally. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. We try to get together for dinner. It's hard because most of us have kids. So, I mean, the time Mm -hmm. away, like running is kind of your time Mm -hmm. away. So to get together for dinner and drinks is an additional like time away stress on the family, I guess, but uh, we're all really good friends and uh, it's really nice to have that support group, not only in training, but also in anything emotional you might be going through or, you know, a tough day Mm -hmm. at work or, you know, the kids are driving you crazy Mm -hmm. or, you know, anything, anything like that. Everyone's just there for each other in that sense, too. So that's really, really nice.
2: Mm, Nice, nice. So give us a standout memory from a run with the group. Be really specific and take us there on the trail or wherever.
1: Okay, so this isn't even my big run. So this was my good friend Karen's big run. So I told you about the Bruce Trail, the 900 kilometer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she ran the whole thing in nine days. In nine days. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, (laughs) so last September, uh, she set out to set an FKT and uh, she accomplished that. She ran it just under nine days. So Mm -hmm. on the last day of that run, um, we're down running from Ancaster to Niagara Falls. So it's a few hour drive from here. She had 128 kilometers left to go. And uh, a bunch of us just went down to run different distances to help support her through it. Um, some people didn't even run, they just came and brought treats and snacks. And mm. we met up with the support vehicle like every five kilometers or so. So there was always, you know, like always people to meet up with, or you could hop in or hop out whenever mm-hmm. you wanted. And just the support and the excitement that that day generated i think it, it was one of my favorite running days mm. and just to be able to support my friends through something like that too was pretty special mm. and she's been a great support to me too like she's run several hundred milers so anytime i'm doting myself or have questions about my race coming up she's the first person i'll text she has been a great support to me too so that i think that's one of my favorite running memories mm. that i have it's
2: also so nice hearing you tell all these kind of recent memories because it makes me feel that the time during the pandemic and, you know, maybe school locked, shut down, you know, all that stuff was made more communal and interactive and social than it would have been for a lot of other people who didn't have such a running group.
1: Yeah, it was, it definitely brought us together. There were some, some tough times at the beginning. Like I was thinking just of some other things that with mm-hmm. my running group that have been memorable. And I think the day we all sort of decided we would hug each other again mm-hmm. <laughs> was a really good day. And I think like people cried. Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, it was really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause we, like, we still ran together, but mm-hmm. depending on what stage we were at in the pandemic, you know, and different levels of comfort and caution and mm-hmm. whatnot, we weren't always, you know, running super close together, you know? Mm-hmm. Right pre-pandemic we'd be sharing our camelbacks right like yeah, our yeah. you know like oh you ran of water here drink out of mine yeah and yeah all of a sudden we were running on opposite sides of the road so yeah um that was tough. So, like the day we all decided we would hug again was was a big day.
2: <laughs> mm, I got a little teary I just hearing you describe Seriously. it. That's lovely. That's I know so it kind of came up in
1: my throat too.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my goodness! Well, Krista, we wish you the best of luck in your hundred miler. That's going to be really thrilling. Wow! Oh,
1: thank you, thank
4: you. Yeah, yeah. Good
2: luck.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Our next gal is Jamie Richardson of Amherst, New Hampshire. Jamie is a second grade teacher with two school-aged children of her own. Jamie is a veteran of seven marathons, including knocking out the Boston Marathon this past April. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much. It's so
3: good to be here. Tell us about your entry into running and how it's evolved over the years
0: and how you got to Boston. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, so I started running in high school. Pr- mm-hmm. pretty typical story. I ran through high school and through college, so I've always been a social runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after college, life kind of takes over, right? I mm-hmm. started teaching, I had kids had a family, and all of a sudden, I found myself running by myself and still enjoying it, but not as much. Something was definitely missing. So mm-hmm. I've been a runner for the past about thirty years, and I think um, I'm having the most fun of my life now, I would say. Oh, that's what hard. do you think changed? Yeah. What, why, why now? Finding such an amazing group of women to run with.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. I couldn't agree more with that. It makes it way better other than doing it by yourself, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. okay, so before we get to talking about that group of amazing women, you have to tell us the pretty epic tale of your lead up to Boston, including a broken femur. So oh, yeah, tell. so
0: okay, so about a year and a half ago, I did get a stress fracture in my femur. so not as exciting as a broken femur, but okay still, okay, all right, if you're a runner, you understand <laughs> how awful it was to get that, you know, diagnosis and to be sidelined. And I didn't run for nine months. Ooh. I wasn't able to. Um, I started running again, meeting my friends. They would meet me, you know, for a half mile, for a mile, whatever I needed to ah. get back into running. And then um, I just started running more distance with them. I my, Some of my friends were running, you know, half marathons, um, 20 milers, even marathon. So I started running with them and then it kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, you're doing a 20 miler run? Sure, I'll go, I'll go do this race with you. Mm-hmm. So I ran it. Thankfully I did, because um shortly after I ran it, it was about three weeks before Boston, and a few of us had put in, just kind of entered to get a Boston bib, kind of spur of the moment. We threw our names in. Um, we didn't get in. So we were kind of like, well, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Two of them then got a call later um, offering them a bid for Boston. We are so happy for them. We were continuing to train. And then 13 days before Boston, I got the email mm. offering me a bib. So wow! thankfully I had that 20 miler under my belt, but I hadn't really been mentally preparing myself to do a marathon. I hadn't Mm -hmm. been really, you know, even putting in the mileage that that I would have, but Mm -hmm. with, you know, less than two weeks to go, I was so excited. Another friend of ours was able to get a bib as well. So four of like the eight of us in my close running group um, got bibs that way. Another one already had a bib. So five of us went to Boston and best day of my life. (laughs) Amazing. Mm -hmm. The whole lead up to it was just like nothing I've ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I finished it. That was, you know, my only goal because I hadn't been training was just go have fun um, and just enjoy the experience. And I sure did. That's such a good attitude to have leading up to it.
3: Um, So on the Google form that Sarah has referenced a few times, you wrote, I am part of the best, most supportive group of women who will meet me at crazy early hours and crazy cold temperatures so I can be at school by 7 a.m. We (laughs) want to hear more about these people, including the cute name of your running group.
0: Okay. So it it all started when I was looking for someone to run with and I did find the She runs this town for the state Mm -hmm. of New Hampshire, but Mm -hmm. it's a really large area. So, um, (laughs) you know, I was, I met some great people that way, but it was a lot of travel for me. I, you know, I'd travel up to an hour to go for a run. Wow! So then this kind of an offshoot of that developed called Sassy Striders from the 603, which (laughs) was in my, the town where I work, where I teach. Okay. So mm-hmm. I joined that group and now, you know, as happens, it kind of groups evolve. There has been this core group where we're similar paces that we've really just connected. We mm. the, um, Our nickname is Varsity. That's what the other um, people <laughs> in the group have named us just to kind of differentiate us, but we uh-huh. are there for each other. We run all the time. Um, my phone is constantly blowing up with messages from them all day long. Just best support system um, that I could possibly have. Mm, that's so cool does the varsity team have a set schedule during the week
3: or is it kind Um, of impromptu I mean how does it how do you guys organize all of the runs so
0: pretty much in the text it's hey I'm running tomorrow who wants to join me kind of what's the what's the latest we can go and still get everybody where they need to be on time. So, you know, I'm a teacher. So this summer I've been running more like six, six thirty. Mm-hmm. but pretty soon we'll all be back out there anywhere from five 15 to six o'clock. And we really try to make it work for everyone. So if somebody gets there and needs to run a mile and then join the rest of the group, or we kind of all trickle in and then do the, the main part of our run together and okay. to kind of make it work for everybody.
2: And, and who kind of, dictates isn't quite the right word but who determines what the workout's going to be like is it you know Suzanne who has a 10k (laughs) coming up so you do you know
0: intervals or something like that exactly it really is if anyone is following a training plan Mm -hmm. then we will go for um for what they need otherwise a typical run for us is you know anywhere from five to eight miles Mm midweek and then on the weekends we try to do longer runs and you know that really depends on who's training for what. Um, Tuesdays we've kind of designated as track Tuesday. So, Mm -hmm. you know, actually we did it, I did it today, which is Mm -hmm. Wednesday. So, um, but you know, (laughs) my friend and I met and we (laughs) we warmed up together and then we ran our own thing and then we cooled down together. So it's sometimes it's just showing up for each other and like putting it out there that, yes, I'm going to run speed tomorrow. I need you to like hold me accountable. And Mm -hmm. it's a good reason to get out of bed in the morning and go Mm -hmm. meet up with a friend hmm It seems to
2: me, talking to you and, and our previous guest, Krista, that to be part of one of these kind of informal running groups, you have to be flexible, you know, and, and accommodating and just a little bit roll with things. When I hear you say, oh, well, we decide the day before on a text thread, I'm like,
0: oh my <laughs> gosh, but like, I got to have my, you know, Friday planned out. And it's only Wednesday today, you know? Right. You know, we we typically know that we are going to be meeting sometime in the morning. And, you know, there's the rare times where, it, a run doesn't happen, and you you run by yourself. Um, but for the most part, we, you know, we talk about it while we're running the day before, and okay. Sometimes it's you know night of, and we even have a friend who's nursing, and so she's kind of like, "All right, the baby just woke up. I fed her. I can go. Who wants to meet me? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know." So we we definitely want as many of us to be there as possible, and we live for the days when we can all be together.
2: Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So I got to ask about conversation, and it, when I was thinking about this, it's kind of like a dinner party or like a, you know, a table at a wedding reception. So do you all talk about one thing as you run or you do break up into like conversational clumps? Because when you get, you know, more than two or three people,
0: you know, how does that conversation flow? Both. I would Hmm. say, you know, it goes both ways. Some runs, you know, our conversation is a little more emotionally charged and we're all together, you know, there to offer support for you know whoever needs it and sometimes we we get off into different groups of two or three to have conversations mm-hmm. and then it kind of ebbs and flows we you know mix up again and mm-hmm. i think it definitely goes both ways we have one friend who loves to tell stories and is so good at it. So, you know, we'll joke. She's like, all right, I've got a three mile story for today. And and she, you know, she, she can make a story that I could tell in 30 seconds. She can make it last three miles and have us laughing and kind of the the miles fly by.
2: Uh Oh, good. Good. That's a valuable. She's the MVP (laughs) of your varsity team, I think.
0: (laughs) You know what? I honestly think we all are MVPs because we all have our thing oh,
2: that's nice. That's nice.
3: My The very first half marathon I ran, I ran with a friend of mine and she, uh, we were in the race. And again, this was the longest I had ever run. And she was like, okay, I've got a couple stories that I've been saving that I'll tell you between like miles <laughs> four to six. And then she had another one saved from like <laughs> nine to 12. And I at first was like, my gosh, she really has planned this out. But I was so appreciative of it because it totally <laughs> took my mind off of what we were doing and it was kind of during some of the uphills during the race course. And so it was, it was beautiful. I will, I will never forget that she did that for me. It was awesome. It
0: does make a difference. <laughs> it you know?
3: does. Okay. So you mentioned crazy cold temperatures. I live in Denver, so it gets cold, but I don't think nearly as cold as it does um, where you are, but it's summer now. So maybe you've you know forgotten about a little bit, but tell <laughs> us about some of the most brutal weather that
0: you and your friends have run in. So our general rule of thumb is we'll go if it's negative 10 or above, but I have, you know, been known to go out up to like negative 20, I think was the most that I did. We kind of, we're used to it. So we plan accordingly. We, you know, you kind of know what to wear and you're Uh running. So those are the fun Uh runs. You get back and your eyelashes are frozen, you know, kind of frosty, Uh everything's frozen you know, it's kind of a magical time of day when you go out and it's so cold and nobody else is out there and they probably think you're crazy if they see you running by. But th- those are the times that I, you know, it's it's just so great to be part of something, you know, getting out there, whether it's snowing or it's just freezing out, knowing that not many people are willing to do that, Get especially when it's like 5 a.m. and we're we're out there.
3: Right. And you feel like a total badass when you come back into your house. You're like, uh, while you all were sleeping, that's what I just did. Absolutely. By the way, you're going to need a really warm coat today and gloves and hats um, when you walk out the door.
0: (laughs) I live about 20 minutes from where I work. And so I I drive to work, meet my friends to run in town, and then I have to go right to work. And so I'm often walking around with like hand warmers in my pockets. And it takes (laughs) a while to warm up after those runs. I'm
2: sure. Does your school have a shower? They do not.
0: Don't tell my coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dry shampoo and deodorant.
3: Exactly. I have a
0: bag ready to go every day. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. All right. So other than when you are coming off a fractured femur, maybe when you have a little bit more of a runway for a marathon, how has your group helped you with your marathon training?
0: Being there for me. Anytime someone Mm -hmm. is running, you know, has a goal in mind to do a marathon, we show up for each other. Mm -hmm. Helping me, you know, train for it. Whether I'm doing 20 miles today, what, how much can you do? Somebody might come for the first half, and someone for the second half. Um, we always seem to make it work so that the person, or myself, if I'm running, is not solo for the majority of the run. You, you have someone with you. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I also, you want to mention, I have two good friends who are not in this my varsity running group, but I'm also- I was planning to do a marathon during it was 2020. So it was canceled, but I was really set to get my Boston qualifier. And I had two friends who were like, I'm going to be there and run, to run the first half with you. And another friend was like, I'm going to run the second half with you. And, you know, I just think that's what it's all about. It's we're mm. there for each other. And, you know, sadly, I didn't get to do that marathon, but I know that I have good friends that would have been there to help me. Mm. Yeah. So I nice. Love that. And right now I have another friend who's go in for her Boston qualifier and I have to drive almost 40 minutes to run with her, but I want to see her get at that starting line. So I will do it. I've been running with her Friday mornings, you know, leaving my house at four so I can catch her for a run and help her train and be ready to go. And, you know, I just think that, you know, I'm part of my small running group, but it's also bigger as well. Runners are there for each other.
3: Mm.
2: So nice.
0: That is so nice. Do you have any advice to listeners who
3: want to form a running group? And I'm going to answer it before you jump in. I think you just have to put yourself out there a little bit. Like if you really want to run with other people, you kind of have to, you have to, it's like, you know, making new friends or going on a date, you have to ask first. And then I think you just start to do it. And then they start to, you know, more people start to join it. And they're like, oh, you're a runner. Would you ever want to run with me? That's kind of how I've Formed my group and formed my running pals. But how, how did you guys, or what's your advice on how you would do it?
0: So I agree with you. I would say putting yourself out there, you know, we joke, sometimes we see runners and we're like, Oh, let's go see, you know, let's go ask them what their pace is <laughs> yeah, if they want to run. Let's go yeah. chase them. Yes, exactly. And I live in a town where there's not many runners. So anytime I do see someone run, I want to like pull along beside them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think the that this group started just by word of mouth. It, You know, there was people that, found it hard to coordinate with a big, huge, that she runs this town group. Um, Mm -hmm. So they started a more localized one. And then a friend of mine in my town was like, Hey, I'm driving to go for a run. Want to come with me? And it just kind of evolved from there. But I think you do have to put yourself out there. And we have absolutely approached runners that we see out and say, Hey, you know, we meet in the mornings if you ever want to come with us. Mm -hmm. So we try to recruit. That's so cool. It's so inclusive, you know, and How often do you run? So I'm
3: guessing it's not very often, but is there, are there any days where you're like, you know what? I kind of want to just be in the zone and listen to music or a podcast, or does that not happen very often anymore?
0: It does because I have to drive to meet my running group, not long, you know, but 20 minutes. So Mm -hmm. maybe once a week, it depends on my kid's schedules. You know, like if there's a swim meet that I have to leave my house at six in the morning for, then I'm you know, I need to run before that by myself. Okay. But you're right. Sometimes the runs with the audiobooks or the music of the podcast is kind of freeing mm-hmm. just to run on my own. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 So, from the photos you sent us, Jamie, your group looks like a fun bunch of gals. You you have the pyramid that with you on the top there. Um, so, do you meet up and hang out when you aren't dressed in like or running shoes?
0: We, we do not as much as we would like, I think. I think, you know, it's hard because we all have our, our me time meeting mm-hmm. for a run. So then it's kind. Of, it can be hard to kind of take more later mm-hmm. in the day. And mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even know if it's our families that give us that guilt trip or, or we put it on ourselves. Like, yes. you know, we've already been away from our families. We don't want to mm-hmm. take any more time, but we try to do things, you know, once in a while, we try to get together. If there's an event, we try to be there for each other, you know, like a new baby or hmm. we haven't seen someone because she's been injured, then we'll try to get together for that. But, you know, we see each other many times a week and we text multiple times a day. So I feel a strong connection, whether or not we can actually get together in person or not.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. Do you have a standout memory um, from a run with the group (laughs) in recent years?
0: Um, Well, you know, I think my favorite memory is probably, this was a few years ago now, as I mentioned, I don't often run in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And so one of my friends decided that she would join me. She would come to my town to run. And I'm known in the group as not having the best sense of direction. It's kind of my <laughs> thing. So she drove out to meet me, and sure enough, I get us hopelessly lost. We don't, it's we started at like five in the morning, so it's pitch black. We had to run on a rail well, not not so much a rail trail, like literal railroad beds with the oh ties my still on them. Oh my gosh. So wow. it's pitch dark and we're running on the railroad ties and oh we come out and we've already been running for like an hour and I was only a week post-marathon. So this is my first time even trying to run. Uh-huh. So we're ready to be done and we have no idea where we are. So we, we find a house and it's at this point at six in the morning. So we We go up to one door and knock on the door of the house and nobody answers. And this is a fairly rural town. All Uh the lights are on. We can kind of see people, but no one comes to the door. So we left and we went to the next house and the nicest woman took us in. Let me use her phone so I could call my family and make sure they were up for school. She gave us a ride back to our car. We were still like six or seven miles from our car. Wow. Brought us home. And you know, it's one that we still laugh about. And I I definitely take some good natured ribbing about not, not being the one to plan the running routes or lead the way? Remember that one time? Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I hope you asked that woman, the homeowner, if she wanted to join your running group, perhaps.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't think we did. <laughs> go back, but go back. Funny enough, a couple we, you know, a couple months ago, we ran with someone, and she started talking about how she, you know, she knew somebody who lived in my hometown, and she gave us the name. I'm like, oh my goodness, we know her. <laughs> so, so that's how I got to meet. Her. I'd like funny. to hear that
2: woman's the the her side of the story like, you know, and, and these two nut jobs show up <laughs> in my front door at 6am. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, thank you for sharing and making us laugh, Jamie. This was great.
0: You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you for well. having me on today. This has been wonderful.
2: Oh, good. 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 All right. Well, good luck with the school year and, and all your miles. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Our final guest is Shannon O'Boyle, who hails from a place with a mouthful of a name, Patrick Space Force Base, Florida. Shannon is the mother of two teenagers, and she's a high school math teacher. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Shannon. Happy to be here. Thank you. So first up, you must tell us about Patrick Space Force Base, as in like Space Force, the newest branch of the U.S. Armed Forces?
4: Just like that. Wow. Just recently renamed from Patrick Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And now um, it is Patrick Space Force Base on the Banana River, located right between Cocoa Beach and Satellite Beach in Florida.
2: Wow. I will say I also looked at the Wikipedia page about it. I was like, wow, Space Force. I've heard about that on NPR. So, yeah, <laughs> Anyway,
3: I'm going to look that up after that. We're finished with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. It Mm -hmm. sounds like it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your running background. When did you start running and when did you start running races and and kind of what you've done over the years?
4: Sure. So um, I always find that to be an interesting question. I ran track in high school, but only for something to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't really consider that the start of my running career, (laughs) Um, which is funny. I, I don't know. I guess because I didn't really, I only did it uh, because I had to after that point. So uh, when I look at um, what I consider my start of being a real runner, if there is such a thing, mm-hmm. um, it was when I started training for my first marathon. Mm-hmm. When somebody mm-hmm. randomly said to me, hey, would you want to run a marathon? And I was like, yeah, I could never run a marathon. <laughs> um, and so that was in, it was in actually 2000. So we ran, the my first marathon was in 2001. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that basically, at that point in time, I was probably running no more than four to five miles,
0: Mm -hmm. like at my
4: longest distance. Mm -hmm. And so that was a pretty um, fun transition. Um, (laughs) Since then, I have done three additional marathons and too many halves to count. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now I run probably three to four halves in a year um, and then a few other 5Ks, maybe a 10 miler here and there, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I run consistently now, I would say three to four days a week. Okay. Are you training for anything right now? I am training for the Space Coast Half Marathon in November of this year.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So I love that you wrote on that Google form, I used to think people who got up in the fours were crazy. Then I met my (laughs) running friends and proved it was true. I love my peeps who are willing to fight the dark for the rush of getting the workout done. Once my shoes are on, I have no concept of what time of day it is. (laughs) So tell us about your peeps.
4: So my two closest peeps that I run with, I met through uh, my kids. They were Mm -hmm. um, school teachers at my kids' school, Mm -hmm. and so they were the ones who really introduced me to running in the local area and the local running group. So I moved back to Florida in 2014, so I was kind of new to this community and this running community. I had lived in Virginia, mm-hmm. um, outside of D.C., where there's a very, very strong running community, um, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of new to me to get into it here. But what we <laughs> quickly learned um, with them being teachers, and at that time, I was just working part-time, but still, you know, full-time momming. mm
3: hmm mm-hmm
4: was that it's very hard to find the time in your schedule to... Get out there and get that Mm workout. And afternoons and evenings. I mean, first of all, once you get to the end of a workday, I'm toast. I don't know about you. Yes, yes, Uh, yes, yes, yes. but there was not a lot of motivation in that part of the day, and so it became uh, well. If we're going to do it, I guess we're doing it in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so we would meet up in the morning um, at whatever hour worked in order to get everybody back home and get themselves situated with their kids to get off to them off to school and off to work. And many many Mm -hmm. times uh, that was a 4 o'clock wake up to be, you know, meeting at 5.30 or 5 or what have you. Uh, Because we Mm -hmm. all lived at that point probably about 20 minutes apart. Oh, okay. And so... We would meet up and put on our little glow vests and, uh, you know, (laughs) just get going. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I've been struck by you're the third guest now who says she drives about 20 minutes at least to meet up with her running partners. That is a person who barely drives at all (laughs) to go places. I'm pretty impressed with that.
4: (laughs) So I was telling somebody not too long ago that if I had to, they asked if you could remove one like eliminate one thing from your life where it would be. And mine was driving <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because I would love to live somewhere where I did not have to do that. Uh-huh. But 20 minutes is my max. I actually moved last summer. And so now I'm about 30 minutes from my closest running buddies. Wow. Um, and so one of them can beat me halfway. So we mm-hmm. can okay. do, you know, that 15. So we're running at a different location, but at least we're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but 20 minutes on a weekday is my max. On the weekend, I my a group that I run with is about a half hour away. So Wow. And some of that is just, it, well, it's worth it for the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's also the location of where you're running. So mm-hmm. I can okay. run on the base, and that's great, uh, but it's still a limited area. Mm-hmm. And then to run outside of the base, it's all just sidewalk and not very nice views necessarily not Mm exactly. like we're across the street from the beach but you can't see the water and that kind of thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so our sunday run days are on um, a road that runs right by the river so we Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to see dolphins and manatee Mm -hmm. and just really enjoy kind of a slight escape from reality which is awesome
2: nice 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 nice
4: what time do you wake up
3: or sorry and not wake up what time do you go to bed the night before is what i meant to say
4: Oh, yeah. So, um, well, it'd be nice if I could go to bed at 9, but that yes. doesn't normally happen. So usually, I think the kind of the standard when we were doing that was I tried to be in bed by 10. It was okay. in bed by 10, up by 4.30. Yeah. So you're, so you're, so you're, you're good at you know, six and a
3: half hours. Yeah,
4: yeah. Mm. That's pretty good. I meet a friend
3: one time a week, really early in the morning, and we meet at 6.15. So that's not even... That's like uh, late in the afternoon for you. Um, <laughs> but I... I get so stressed about it cuz I'm like I have to go to bed by I have to be in bed by like 9:15 and I read a lot before I go to bed and I'm like I really need to be asleep by 10 which doesn't always happen but it, it is amazing. I, I think that in my mind, I need like seven to eight hours of sleep. But as we know, as moms, we can do a lot on um, a lot little time, less time than that for sure.
4: Mm-hmm. I said that's definitely one of my biggest challenges, especially with teenagers, is that getting to bed early. Like they, they are definitely more night owls. So me thinking mm-hmm. hey, I want to go to bed by nine thirty, and they're like, oh, but I'm still chat- chatting with you at ten thirty or um, eleven. Yeah. That does make them wake up very hard.
2: That's for sure. That's what I was telling Katie in the intro that I have laid down the law, which is that my kids can't come in past nine thirty or 10 to talk to me about important issues. So, yeah, I'm not giving college application essay advice at 10 o'clock at
4: night. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, Mom...
3: Do you guys have a group name for your running no. group? Uh, so it's called Run Club,
4: and it's Club with a K. Oh. <laughs>
3: you went real crazy.
2: It. You went crazy there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah
4: and, and um, i didn't i don't own that we have two what we'll call coaches that um sort of oh. establish that and lead that and then we'll do a more organized training program that goes with that okay oh. and then our group also um participates fairly regularly with the group that's called Space Coast Runners which is a bigger running community in this area mm. And okay. so they, the nice thing with Space Coast Runners, as I was referring to those Sunday run days, they actually have volunteers that like put water out every two miles on this oh, route. Oh, that's nice. So oh. that. Yeah, so that you can go and kind of, they just have a general meetup time, generally 6.30 start time on Sundays, and people run whatever distance, but you can usually find um, somebody that's running your pace or your distance for that day, whatever you feel like, and it just gives people a buddy to run with, so it's kind
2: of nice. So Run Club is an offshoot of this larger group, then, or a subset?
4: It's a subset, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it wasn't, it didn't kind of come out of that group, but those, those people participate in that group as well. That makes gotcha. 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 Okay. okay. Yep.
3: Yep. So, Shana, from the photos you sent, we know you're running Posse isn't all women, which I love. Do You know, does having a man or men in the group change the dynamic at all? I, I, I'm
4: gonna say yes, <laughs> but not in a bad way at all. So I yes. think what I've noticed most about that um, is just the support aspect. Mm-hmm. So it gives a little bit different vibe to maybe your conversations on certain days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really is pretty cool to have somebody that can that can push you and that has most of the gentlemen that have run with us could go a lot faster than, they want or they are Mm -hmm. on that day, but they are so willing to do whatever it is you need for you to meet your goals. And that's what I've seen. I've noticed most about having the guys Mm. in the group.
1: That's very cool. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. So maybe not as much talk about, I don't know, perimenopause or having right. a heavy period when the guys are around.
4: <laughs> yeah. right? like sports bra. I don't know why they, I mean, they could probably provide a lot of insight. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> Their wives would thank you, perhaps. Um, so, seriously. So I'm just fascinated with how these groups figure out kind of the workout and what the, you know, intention of the day is going to be. So are you all training for the same races or does someone say hey i've got you know my half marathon coming up so let's you know do tempo work today or something like that
4: yeah so generally i think that we train for a few different races in the same season but mm. it depends on what your personal goals are so like for now the group of us that's meeting we've got that space coast half comes up right Thanksgiving weekend. It's the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. And so there's also like the Thanksgiving um, 5K, right? The turkey mm-hmm. trot around that time. So depending on what you're you're looking for. Um, and then down here, we also have a 10 miler that routinely comes in early December. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives everybody whatever goal they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. It gives them the opportunity to train for that. And then I would say the kind of the approach is, um, I think, similar to some other running plans where you've got, you know, kind of a long run, kind of a tempo, a little bit of interval, and then trying to throw in some strength options. And they try, we try to discuss flexibility with, so those like the standard things I think said are like your strength, your tempo, your interval, your long run day. And then if you're doing particular cross-training on your own, that's great. There may be another... Kind of what we'll call optional opportunity for mm-hmm. folks to meet, or more, an even more informal get together. As we're preparing for the race, we have those days established for. Hey, we know Sundays are a long run day, mm-hmm. you know. And if people don't can't show up or don't do it or have conflicts, I think within the group we sort of go, oh, well, I'll do mine on sun, on Saturday with you then. If you mm-hmm. don't, if you can't be there Sunday or what have you, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It definitely um, provides you the opportunity to have a run buddy for everything you want to do mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. um, and at least have an idea of yeah I don't feel like doing a workout today but oh <laughs> everybody else is going to have done this one so I suppose I should at least do something right mm-hmm. right or if you promise
3: someone the to accountability be is nice
4: yeah Yeah, absolutely. And that's huge, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Am I going to get out of bed at four for myself? Probably not. (laughs) No, I mean, I
3: know there's zero chance that I will do that. But if I'm meeting someone, absolutely. (laughs) Do you have
4: any advice to listeners who want to form a running group? I would just say um, social media is a great way to reach out to folks and find out who in your area might be interested in running. I know that in On our local, some of the local pages here, just for like the community pages, I have seen people post, hey, I'm moving to the area. I'm new to the area. Are there any running groups in this area? Are there any places you would recommend for running and that kind of thing? And I know that that's worked in our local area. Uh, In fact, the person that bought my house last summer. (laughs) Mm -hmm the only reason I connected with her was because she posted something about running in our local community group and <laughs> that's so awesome. it's really pretty crazy yeah like oh. so we are we're good running buddies now and she lives in the house I used to own and it's very funny oh, that's and she moved from Virginia, that's... which was where I used to live That's yeah crazy. It's, it's pretty crazy story <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh it's <laughs> It sounds like a Gwyneth Paltrow movie or something like Sliding Doors right? or it something. Totally yeah. <laughs> it totally so, is. Yeah. It totally is. Okay, so we asked the runner from New Hampshire about, you know, the craziest cold weather that she's run in. You are down there in Florida where I hear they have some extremes of weather. Um, what's the most nasty weather that you and your pals have run in together?
4: So... Um, I'm really a fair weather runner. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't do, I don't do storm running. I have heard some very interesting stories about people that have been caught in the thunderstorms and the lightning storms and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm pretty cautious about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say really what we end up in with is the humidity. Like even this past uh, weekend, I think we ran 30 to 45 seconds per mile slower than the previous week. And we're like, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. oh, the humidity happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were just like soaking wet, drenched by a mild three. It was disgusting. Mm. And so I think that's usually what has the biggest um, effect on us. But, mm-hmm. And then that's the other part of the early morning, right? Is you can't run midday or early evening here in the middle of the summer, you right. will die. Right. <laughs> so, that's the other part of how even over the summer, so on a teaching schedule, obviously summer, you kind of want to sleep in, but we would be getting up, you know, to go at six or six 30 in the morning in the summer, because you're just not going to do it at another time of the day. Yeah. It's just too warm.
2: Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. All right. So you mentioned manatees and dolphins earlier, <laughs> but I want to know, have you ever yeah. encountered a python, snake or other horrifying wildlife on a group run?
4: I have never um, encountered them where I've seen something. So I say that to say we've heard some crazy stuff. So Mm -hmm. one of the areas that we run they have like the I'll call them a ditch right it's your Mm -hmm. drainage ditch like Mm -hmm. on the side of the road Mm -hmm. and we are in Florida so we have gators in those sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so there have been many times where we have been running in the dark and all of a sudden you hear the awkward splash or you hear the grunt of the gator or we also have like wild um, boar. Oh, yeah, and gosh. So oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. They mm-hmm. make lovely sounds as well in the dark. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So there's definitely been more than one occasion where the two or three of us are now running in the middle of the road because we've shoved <laughs> the other person away from the edge because you just yeah. don't know what that sound is. And you're not going to be the first one to get eaten. <laughs> yes, yes, or
2: gored. Uh huh, yeah. Uh-huh. But you
4: never, half the time, you never even see it because it's dark. Right. You know? I mean, we do have streetlights, but it's dark enough on the street that you're just like, I don't care what that is. I don't want to be anywhere near it. Right.
2: <laughs> and the pythons are silent. So who knows how many of those you've passed?
4: Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Right.
2: yeah, yeah. You I, you I hear the news stories about those python hunters down there in Florida. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's just not so. Oh, That'd my gosh. Sick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, neither I do I
3: cannot imagine that. Mm. Um Do you have it sounds like you guys probably have a lot of good stories, but do you have a standout memory from a run with your group?
4: with the run club? Um, I don't actually have a particular memory, but I think just the thing that stands out most to me just from running with the group is just that support as a whole. That mm-hmm. is super helpful. Um, no matter what pace you're running, you know, everybody is out there encouraging everybody else doing their thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a competition. It's not, a, It's it's about you doing what works for you. And on those days where you don't think you can do it, somebody who says, great job, keep it up, is the one that pushes you that extra little bit. And that's been mm-hmm. huge. Hmm.
2: Well, that is the note we are going to end on, Shannon. That's right. lovely. Yes. Thank you so Welcome. much. And uh, watch out for those wild boars out there. Yes.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
2: Take okay, care. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Gosh, the support and the camaraderie. It's, yes. it's so nice to hear about. And, and you just know that there's a lot of depth there to the connections those people feel.
3: Oh, I mean, I, I tell my friends all the time when I'm running with them, I'm like, this is way better. Not, I shouldn't say way better, but this is therapy for all of us. It mm-hmm. really is. I mean, the things that you talk about with your running group, at least in my mm-hmm. opinion, are, are pretty deep and mm-hmm. just supportive. And it just, you, you kind of get it all out there. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I hope mm-hmm. everyone can find a group if that's what they want to do.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what we wish for you all.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, a way to find perhaps some virtual
2: running friends would be to join our next round of Love the Run. It just opened for registration on Wednesday. And if you sign up by Sunday, August 28th, you'll save $10. The 10-week program is stocked with sweets. Swag, engaging workouts, community momentum, and a brand new multi-level mileage challenge tracker on our website so that you can you know see all your miles, see how you're stacking up compared to others, but you know no judgment. and it also takes it in consideration cross training, so it doesn't have to be straight up running miles. and this, the centerpiece of the stock swag bag is something I'm holding in my hand right now, Katie, which is a limited edition custom pair of tofosi running sunglasses. They are so cute. I will wear them when I record the promo little Instagram story about this episode afterwards. This fun-filled 10-week program starts on Monday, September 12th. To register, head to our website, anothermotherrunner.com, and you'll see the word training in the top navigation. And if you click on the drop-down menu, you're going to see it on there. So again, go to anothermotherrunner.com to sign up for our Love the Run which again, if you register by August 28, you're going to save 10 bucks and it kicks off on September 12th. You'll hear me talking about it more in subsequent episodes. You can count on it. (laughs) Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Madour from Fire on the Bluff. Many happy miles.